Hey, all you nostalgic child models. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasts. Today, we're discussing Season 5, Episode 7, Who's Zoomin' Who? A title that I don't really understand. Zoomin' is like two-timing? Is it? I'm going to look it up now, but I feel like if you're zooming somebody... That means I've you're... never heard that expression before. Hey, I'm not finding anything. Okay. Well, Kendra, I learned in my searching of this right now that Who's Zoomin' Who is a 1985 album by the one and only Aretha Franklin. Uh, I've also <laughs> learned that it was a title of the season one finale of Grey's Anatomy. And on the Wikipedia page, it says, uh, Who's Zoomin' Who is a season five episode of Beverly Hills 90210, but had nothing to do with the song. So yeah, weird. I don't know. What did you figure out a meaning? Well, I did find online. It said that the phrase this is from buttonmuseum.org. Okay. I don't know what that means. Okay. The phrase who's zooming who means a type of flirtation where one person is scoping or checking out another person unaware that they are also being analyzed. I do not get that so, connection, but now we know. Now we've learned. Yeah. Now we know. Okay. Well, then we could just crack open the Condor. All right, let's do it. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode originally aired on October 19th of 1994. Couple of birthdays. October 23rd, Jessica Stroop, who plays the older Aaron Silvers, turned eight. And October 24th, Sinead Grimes Beach, who plays Annie in the CW years, turned five. All right. Couple of movies to mention. October nineteenth, Clerks. Oh yes, have you ever of seen course, Clerks? Directed by and starring Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. and I don't know the other guy's name. Uh, Jason Mewes, but they're more sure. like they're more like side characters. They just uh, they just wrapped shooting Clerks three. They just had their final day. So this is something that I have never seen and never been interested. I don't think in it would seeing. be your jam. No, it's not yeah, really my I, jam. That's it's... what I've been told. Yeah, it's, it's not your jam. You and Eric went to like a thing for was it Clerks that you went to? No, we well we saw Kevin Smith and we saw Jason Mewes separately at, a, at comedy clubs in Buffalo, but we did okay. go see the Jay and Silent Bob reboot movie. Yeah, okay. Clerks is just so dirty. It's just <laughs> it is, but I'll tell you the ABC cartoon which lasted for like five seconds is hilarious it's like straight okay. up hilarious <laughs> another movie to mention october 21st bullets over broadway directed by woody allen starring john cusack diane west jennifer weast. tilly and Chaz. weast diane, diane weast. weast yeah i you know i wasn't sure how to say that and well, i went for it and i was wrong i appreciate diane the weast, effort jennifer tilly and Chaz palmentary i have not seen it so i have no commentary for you i did see john cusack live also in buffalo we saw a screening oh. of Say Anything, and then he came out afterwards to do a Q&A, oh. and he was the most John Cusacky a John Cusack can be. <laughs> so, delivered as want, right? promised, yes. <laughs> It'd be weird if he wasn't. If he wasn't, yeah, you're yeah. right. <laughs> 
Uh, one TV show to mention, the children's show Gullah Gullah Island Come premiered on... and let's stay together in... I didn't know if you would know this one, weather. actually. I don't know why I know it, but I do. I know it as well. Okay. So, that big, uh, that big yellow frog thing? Yes, that's right. I can tell you that much like Beverly Hills 90210, Gullah Gullah Island streams on Paramount Plus now, so you can check it oh. out. As you're watching 90210, you can click over there. Watch some Gullah Gullah Island. Uh, I also want... Oh, no, you're going to talk about it in the Beyond the Zip. <laughs> let's do that. You're ahead of me. That's right. Well, over the course of its long run on CBS, many 90210 alums have popped up on the show Criminal Minds, and we know that. We know that for a fact, because Kendra is deep, deep into a <laughs> Criminal Minds watch. It's not a rewatch. You're watching no, it for the first time. No, I'm watching time. it for the first time. Okay. And I'm loving it. Good. Well... Uh, we know that James Eckhouse appears in a season three episode called Tabula Rasa, and Luke Perry is in a season four episode called Minimal Loss. And Kendra, I do expect you to continue screenshotting and informing us of any more <laughs> 90210 alums. I got Absolutely. A, I got a text from Kendra with a picture of James Eckhouse on a TV, and she was like, look! And then, like, I don't know, an hour or so later, a, a Luke Perry one, and you were like, ah! Yeah, I know. I could not believe that I was just like watching. I usually watch like if I sit down and watch, I wa I'll watch like five in a row. Wow. And so the one with J <laughs> at least the one with James Eckhouse was at the tail end of season three. Yeah. And then I went ahead and started season four because, of course, it ended on a cliffhanger sure, as they do yeah. and got into season four. And there was luke perry and i was like i can't believe in the same day <laughs> i never i never got into criminal minds in college in particular uh my whole dorm floor was like hard into csi like csi and criminal CSM minds yeah. i really think you would hate i mean it's very it's very dark i mean actually the ones with james eckhouse and luke perry are are pretty easy okay. to watch okay. as far as it goes but there's a lot of episodes with like torture and yeah i honestly much I don't darkness know. so i don't know if i could handle even csi anymore which is pretty tame mm -hmm. i'm not sure if i could who knows yeah i wanted to mention too a, a listener response before we get too far into the episode because last week we were talking all about our favorite tv shows i feel like in the last like six months we've done more off script episodes than we have in the history of the podcast. So. Yeah, it, it shows how comfortable we've gotten that's, that's with the true. medium. That's true. Anyway, listener uh, on Twitter at Jeremiah, but the R is a seven, so pretty clever. Oh, pretty, pretty very clever. clever. Stuff. Anyway, he says he remembers when he was 12 or so, he never missed an episode of Dear John, the NBC sitcom about a divorce support group. He says, I have no idea why I watched this or why I was allowed to. And yeah, that's. <laughs> That's pretty much me in 90210. Uh, Dear John <laughs> stars Judd Hirsch, and I do have vague memories of this show. So I guess I got to go. But isn't back it and Dear John? It isn't Dear John like you get broken up with while you're at war kind of thing? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's sort of become just a breakup letter, is a Dear John letter. Oh, it yeah. doesn't have to be war. I don't think it okay. has to be war, no. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. Cool. So anyway, thank you, Jeremiah, for sharing. Thank you. Please share more, people. That's who right. Listen. All right. Well, let's look at the synopsis for this week's episode, which is called Who's Zooming Who? 
When Dylan attempts to mortgage his house to fund the expansion of the Peach Pit after dark, Jim is notified, alerting the Walshes to Dylan's financial troubles, which Valerie confirms. Donna's attempt to date both Griffin and Ray comes to a pumpkin smashing conclusion, while David is handcuffed to Claire's bed, awaiting a locksmith. That's true. (laughs) All of that happened. Yeah, it is. Kelly struggles with Jackie's return to modeling and is even more upset when she learns Aaron is involved. Finally, Valerie and Dylan get caught in the act. Ooh. Finally. Actually, it feels a little early because right, this agree. is only the seventh episode of the of the season. I so. had the same thought. Yeah. All right. Who's living in Beverly Hills? This episode was written by Karen Rosen and directed by Gabrielle Beaumont. I'm going to count Jamie Walters as a new cast member because he's now in that little also starring with Nat and Claire, Joey Tata and Kathleen Robertson. So uh, I'm not going to mention Jamie Walters every week, but he is back as Ray and he's sort of a de facto series regular for a while. Gotcha. Guest cast, we have some returning players. Casper Van Dien is back as Griffin Stone. Nicholas Pryor as Chancellor Arnold in a very different type of role than last week when he was dealing with a foreign dictator who... Oh my word, anyway. he's like the Three Stooges in this Yeah, episode. he was. Uh, we have Ann Gillespie back as Jackie Taylor and Matthew Lawrence back as Mel Silver. And it has been a minute. I'm trying to remember the last time yes. we saw these two and I think it was early in season four. So it's been a while. Mm-hmm. We have new recurring players with Paige and Ryan Kettner sharing the role of Aaron Silver. She will, they will play Aaron Silver for three episodes before a new actress comes along. Okay. We have some other one-off guests, including Lauren Blackwell as Claude, who recurred on Say by the Bell, the new class as Thorndike and appeared in shows like Columbo and The Young and the Restless. Alexander Portosh as Mr. Nakum, who was in the Brady Bunch movie. <laughs> Finally, we have Burke Bynes as the fire marshal, who is best known for playing Pete Adams on Dallas. Uh, he also appeared in Child's Play 3, Airplane 2, and did some voice work in The Land Before Time, traumatizing children for a generation. Yes. All right. Well, let's get into the episode. We start at the Peach Pit After Dark, which I guess is still a thing. I thought that was just a one-off, yeah. but uh, they're they're still doing it, and Steve and David are just... Steve and David are walking around. Steve's in his white tux. He's just admiring his handiwork, talking about how great it all is, how everyone doubted him except for Valerie. Mm-hmm. Valerie is his rock. Yes. <laughs> and they they kind of come to a stop by the door, and a guy comes in looking for whoever is in charge. And yeah. Steve's like, oh, that's me. And he's like, guess what, pal? You busted mm-hmm. because now we know the max capacity of the peach pit is 150 people. That is insane. <laughs> That's insane for a room to have that much max. Cap- I mean, it would have to be a ginormous room. That room is 25, 50 at the tip top. So no way. Well, the fire marshal, the official fire marshal said I 150. Guess. So anyway, he, uh, he closes down the, um, he closes it down. Everyone's got to go. Yes. Too many people. Party's Too many. over. Dun, 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 dun. And we hit the intro. Back at the Peach Pit the next day, Nat is, he's like, all right, we're done. Like, I can't, I can't afford to pay tickets from the fire marshal all the time. We we're just done. David suggests that they just charge more and let in less people. Not a bad plan. That's Not actually a, a plan. pretty solid plan from David. Yeah. Steve 
says they should just get a bigger place. Mm -hmm. And Valerie, in her chaotic way, is like, hey, Dylan's got money. Just yeah. ask Dylan. I don't, yeah. I This episode in particular... I don't understand. Agreed. At all. Agreed. I don't understand I her motives. Down. I've lost the trajectory all. of Valerie in this episode. I've yeah. been I've been with it so far. I've been like, oh, she's just kind of being, you know, yeah. devil's advocate or whatever. But this one in particular, I'm like, how is anything she's doing helping her mm -hmm. at all? I know. I thought the so. same thing. Yeah. Um, okay, so then we see Ray. He's leaving his pumpkin patch. You'll remember his family owns and driving his truck. He's got something very big in the bed of the truck. This was kind of unusual, and this is why I'm choosing this episode to, you know, sort of promote him to our uh, series regular. Because I can't think of another time where we've had a guest star have that much like alone time. Yeah, like we see him. We, we watch see him, him in the car for it's a, a long while. time. It's more like setting up a new character. Mm -hmm. You know what I didn't mention? No, Andrea and Jesse at all in this episode oh yeah not even a not even a little a, a minute of it so they mention andrea yeah but you're right we yeah. do not Kelly's see andrea. like if andrea calls or something yeah interesting okay so okay so he drives to donna's of course and he has brought her the smallest pumpkin from the patch cute and the largest pumpkin that from the small patch. one was clearly a little gourd and not a pumpkin but we'll let that go <laughs> Um, Kendra, I sent you I sent you some visual proof of this, if you'll consult your phone. The whole time that they're in this scene, in front of the windows, you can see the crew reflected in the windows. <laughs> like, moving around, and like, just, it's very obvious that there are like five people standing right off screen. And yeah, you just sent scene. me a creepy picture of the window reflection. I did, the, uh, of just of like a, window a reflection, silhouettes yeah. in the willow. But, but the whole scene, you could see these bros just like standing there moving stuff around and it was so distracting. Come on guys, it's season get, five. I couldn't like, what is this, Dark Shadows? Like roll that back, <laughs> crazy. Uh, so, <laughs> Ray, he's just very into dates and pumpkins, I guess, because yeah. he suggests they hang out later and yeah. decorate the pumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> he says it in a very if like were Donna, flirty like, way. Could we do a non-pumpkin related <laughs> activity at some point nope we're decorating pumpkins it'll be sexy yep kelly comes to the door hot and sees ray she comes in hot she's she mad is at, not impressed she's mad at everyone she sees in this episode <laughs> everyone who walks yep. into kelly's line of view she's like you get out of here <laughs> i don't know why she's so mad oh. at ray yeah i don't know i guess just because like donna's two-timing i guess I guess, but I guess maybe it goes back to in the previous episodes where she was like, he could be a serial killer. You don't know. I guess. So she just doesn't trust him. Real judgy, considering Kelly had a whole summer season affair with her best friend's boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> but, very judgy. You know. Um, I also wanted to point out, Donna is wearing a pink t-shirt. That says baby? It says baby. But it looks, it's the Barbie font. Yeah. It looks like it should say Barbie. It, but it says B-A-B-I-E. Very confusing. I, I didn't know what that is. I was confused by it as well. Okay, so Ray leaves um, after confirming that he and Donna will be going on a date that night. Yes. Yes, but first he says, like, let's, let's do a date tonight. And then Kelly comes out and gives him the stink eye. And it's awkward. And Donna's like, so tonight? And then he backs off and is like, I yeah. don't know. I might have to work. You know, and that's yeah, how he says it. he'll call her. Yeah, he'll yeah. call her. Yeah. 
Kelly then leaves. She's going to pick up Aaron because Jackie needs her to watch Aaron. And this is where she mentions Andrea is going to be bringing by Hannah. So if she calls, let her know I'll be right back or right. something like that. And she also mentions that the Walshes are going out of town. So she's going to be staying over with Brandon. Mm-hmm. Leaving Donna the place to herself. Well, I mean, Claire will be right. there, but more to herself. The gang has decided to buy the rug store that I guess is next door to the Peach Pit. Yeah, like a, I think it's, you know, several storefronts with a connected building. I think is that's okay. the impression I get. It's a very big open yeah. room, basically, yeah. with a bunch of rugs mm-hmm. hanging on the walls and on the floor and stuff. Um, and the whole gang is there. Claire's there. David's there. Steve, mm-hmm. Nat. And here comes Dylan. And they are throwing this at him that they yeah. want to lease it. They'll make back their money in four months. It'll be fine. And the number is is Steve's like, ah. It'll be like one hundred fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. It's fine. And Dylan says yes. Yeah. I don't know. I and I mean we figure it out. But I was like, how? I know. How? <laughs> I couldn't. I mean, at this point though, I was kind of like, yeah. I mean, it's a. It seems like a really good investment. I mean, like all he has right now is his ownership in the Peach Pit. And if this is a way to turn a profit, like I don't think he's really making the wrong decision. But it is kind of confusing. At the, in the moment, yeah. where you just like where's in the moment, from? yes. So then we go to Jackie's house. Jackie, we find out, is going to be modeling again. She got a modeling gig. It's like mm-hmm. a what what's Fa- fabulous, fabulous at forty mm-hmm. thing. Kelly is angry. very very against She's this. Angry. She does not want her to do modeling again. Jackie says she needs the money. It's a one time thing. It's going to be fine. They do some arguing. Jackie goes. Kelly stays with Aaron. Mm-hmm. At the Walsh house. <laughs> we get Jim, a Jim and Cindy scene. I feel like we haven't gotten I know. a Jim and Cindy scene in a while. And they're talking about making babies. Like That have, wasn't a throwaway line. That's like, like a real thing. They've talked to a doctor. About... They've talked to a doctor. Yeah. And Cindy's like, hey, green light. We're good to go. Yeah. Let's go make a baby. <laughs> How old do you think they're supposed to be? Like, like late 40s? Late 40s, you think? I guess that would make sense. Because Brandon and Brenda are basically like 20, 21. Yeah, they've got, yeah. And so they've got to be, I feel like minimal, they've got to be 40, 41 or so. Because they're like 20 yes, and they got married. Yes, minimum. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Late, but hey, go for it. Yeah. So they, they get to kissing in the kitchen. And- <laughs> they do. Valerie and Brandon walk in on them and poke fun at them. And they're getting ready to go to this resort to make a baby, presumably. And Jim is just, mm-hmm. Jim is just, it's that easy. Yeah. You just go to a resort. Go to a resort. That's you what do you what do. You do what you do. Yeah. And you, you, get, you make a baby. Mm-hmm. Jim is just waiting for a fax to come through and then they can go. He gets the fax and it is about Dylan, who has taken out a uh, equity line on his house. Mm-hmm. And Jim is just very confused about this. He has a very bad feeling. He doesn't understand. And Valerie just uh, just comes out and says, hey, Dylan's broke, He's actually. Broke. He doesn't have any money. Yeah. So two things about this. One, 
they had kind of a, a little throwaway line to explain why Jim would get any notification uh, about Dylan's finances, which I thought was a good thing for them to do because otherwise, even when he got the facts, I was like, I don't think so. But he said mm. they were still waiting on Dylan to file some final paperwork to fully dissolve a partnership. And I was like, okay, that I buy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that there's something to, to remove Jim that Dylan hasn't done yet. So I'm glad that they addressed that. I don't understand why Valerie tips her hand here. I guess just because she's mad at him because he was with that other girl. That's the only, like, so she, I don't know. But, I, but, but it brings the heat on her. And, and I know. And who cares if because the Walshes know? Because then later, Jim is, be, yes, because now everyone knows that she is close enough with Dylan that right. she has found out. Yeah. I just think it proves to the Walshes that she's sneaky, if not a liar. Right. And... It bring it definitely brings heat on her, right? And I again, I just I don't understand why she's exposing herself in that way because it's not going to get Dylan like in trouble, and it's only yeah. gonna, it's only going to shed the light on her. Is this the part where she explains how she knows, or does that come no? Later? That's coming okay. up. All right. That's coming up in a minute. So first we go back to Kelly Donna Claire's mm-hmm. because Kelly has brought Aaron over there. There's a knock on the door, and Aaron just runs over and opens the door, and it's Mel. And Mel has come to tell Kelly that he is worried about the modeling, not because he's worried about Jackie, but because Aaron is going to be in the photo shoot as well. Which is new information. Yes, Kelly is like, oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just like flames start (laughs) coming out of her head and her eyes. Okay, now we go back to the Walsh house. The Walshes are just sitting around talking about they cannot believe that Dylan got scammed by these people. Right. They were so trustworthy. But then Jim brings up like, well, remember, I found all that money that she had and she played it off as an insurance thing. Yeah. And well, and Cindy so, kind of has the yeah. same reaction the rest of us had where she's like, there's no way that that sweet little girl was like scamming yeah. Dylan was in on it. And, and like that was the thing that really sold it, you know, having Erica mm-hmm. just sort of be a victim of the whole thing so yeah so no resort for jim and cindy jim is going back to the office to to do some work on this and some research before he leaves though he turns on valerie and is like i told you to stay away Mm -hmm. from dylan so now she makes up this story well it's kind of made up kind of not she she i think this was really clever of her because she essentially repeats the lie that she told kelly and steve when kelly you know had was telling steve what she saw she says basically that dylan was drunk and he needed someone to talk to and he made a pass at her and everything so i mean that's just smart because kelly can confirm that in a sense you know what i mean yeah so like Mm -hmm. clever to put just enough truth in there but i still don't get why she did it yeah well they believe her so at least cindy does yeah i don't know if brandon is fully oh i don't think brandon i think brandon's kind of wising up yeah but cindy cindy believes her back at kelly donna claire's griffin comes over he brings flowers for donna flowers and kisses and i we have some character assassination here for for griffin because i feel like he's been nothing but nice Mm -hmm. so far and in this episode, he's very pushy and yeah. very entitled. Mm-hmm. So whatever. But Claire was supposed to tell Donna that Griffin was coming over and she didn't because Claire mm-hmm. cannot take a message to save her life. No, she can't. Griffin is like, we're going on a date right now. So go get dressed. 
cancel your plans because mm-hmm. Donna's like, oh, I can't. I have other plans. He's like, no, won't take no for an answer. You're going out with me tonight. Yeah. So Donna... And he's being real gross with David, like her ex-boyfriend who she wouldn't have sex with. And right. that's why they broke up. But I He's don't... like, oh, she's never going to forget tonight. Don't wait up. <laughs> I don't know that Griffin knows that. I don't know that that's ever been established that David was her ex. Griffin doesn't know, you think? I don't know that he knows all the details. Maybe he knows they dated. I guess I didn't really get well, the Well, I don't think I don't I don't think he knows why they broke up, but I okay. guess I thought he knew that they dated. I Maybe guess not. That, I guess that would make sense. I don't I don't know. So Donna runs in her room to change out of her baby t-shirt and to call Pumpkin Spice and tell him that, you know, she can't do the thing, but she can't get a hold of him. Yeah, she can't get a hold of him. So she tells Claire Cool. If Ray calls you know, just tell him that I'm busy. And don't that, forget this you know. time. Yeah, don't forget. At the photo shoot, Kelly brings Aaron and is all mad and in Jackie's face about it. Jackie reassures her again, this is just a one-time thing. Aaron's going to be fine. But if you're so worried about it, then why don't you stay and make sure she's fine? Mm-hmm. And Kelly's like, okay, I will. And I'm sorry that I overreacted. On okay, so so their date, Don and Griffin's date is they go there by plane, which Griffin is flying. They're mm-hmm. in a little two-person plane. He's flying them to Catalina Island. He says he's always wanted to do this, but he's been ra- waiting for the right girl mm. to fly in a plane with. Okay, I guess <laughs> whatever. Sure. At at Kelly Donna Claire's, Ray comes over to see Donna, and Claire at first is he's like, Well, can I stay and wait for her? And she's like, No, like I have someone in here actually, so you can't come in. And he says, Well, I'll just wait on the porch. And Claire is like, Look, she's on a date. Just you need to just go home. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. So not nice of her. Yeah. And uh, maybe he does something out there on the porch. We don't know. We don't know yet. Yeah. We don't know yet. We don't know. Maybe he just went away nicely. (laughs) At the Peach Pit, Dylan enters looking uh, not great. No. Probably a little drunk. Probably. Nat takes him in the back where Jim is waiting. Everybody is so stupid. I I just don't ambush Well, Jim and Dylan have always been stupid with each other. I know, but I just have no patience for Jim in these situations because, like, Jim is the adult. Again, like to reiterate our conversation of like three seasons ago, Jim put himself in sort of a parental position with Dylan. And then every time we have these fights, Jim gets so petty and childish. Like even here, let Dylan be mad, be the responsible one, be the bigger man. And Jim just cannot do it. Nope. Tells Dylan, you know, hey, I got this fax. Mm-hmm. I know I did some research. I know about your money situation. Dylan doesn't want his help. He says, you know, he he doesn't know where Kevin is. He has no leads on where Kevin and Suzanne. Which I felt like was kind be. of, which I felt like was kind of a big moment because Dylan. I don't think he's really like expressed things about Kel- Kevin and Suzanne before. So just hearing him say it, even though we know that's true and that's what happened, I thought was kind of a big moment there. And yeah, he's just like, don't you want to tell me like I deserved it and I'm getting what's coming? And Jim's like, no, I don't. But he just can't, you know, he just can't be nice. 
no he storms out he's like so glad i canceled my a trip with my wife for yeah this. like don't put that on dylan i don't know i just jim really ticked me off here yeah back at kelly donna claire's claire and david are sloppily eating watermelon all over her bed i thought that this was gonna be an episode about claire slicing her finger off they were making me nervous with those like giant knives and watermelon. I really thought that's They're where just, we were like, headed. They're just like getting watermelon all over. Yeah. I guess it's, just it was to just get weird. David's shirt off. I guess. Well, that's what happens. Yeah. He takes off his shirt so that she can wash it. And she's like, you can get another shirt out of my drawer. So he goes to get a shirt and finds some handcuffs, handcuffs in the drawer. That we've seen before. Yes. She's handcuffed herself to Brandon's bed a few times, I want to say. Yes, and she uh, she comes back in the room to find him handcuffed, both hands, with one pair. With a to... shirt on. That's With I a t- shirt on! I, take I was like, there. what was the point he of put... taking your shirt off? <laughs> he puts the shirt back on and then handcuffs himself to the bed, so he's got to leave the shirt on. He's just going to, like, <laughs> I don't know. He's just going to Winnie the Pooh Like, I just don't. <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't get why. Uh, I, I, I'm i glad you brought that up because I, I was also yeah. confused. Yeah. I was like, but why did you put a shirt on? Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. <laughs> we need to <the> it. <laughs> okay. So she comes back in. She's very into it. Yeah. She's like, all right, here we go. Like, this is something I would have done. And then he mentions like, oh, I hope you don't mind that I borrowed these from you. And turns out she does not have the key to these handcuffs. Right. He found a key, which he thought was a handcuff key, but it was a jewelry box key. And she's like, ruh row. So she's like going to call a locksmith or something after she has her way with him. Yes, of course. But then the doorbell rings. And, and she uh-oh. thinks it's Ray. She <laughs> thinks it's Ray coming back. So she's going yes. to like kick him out again. But it's not yep. Ray. It's the Chancellor. The Chancellor who's In... best friends with the evil dictator from another country. Yeah. Okay, yeah. same one. Same guy? Okay. Over Overlooking, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. terrible things. Oh, yeah. Genocide. Come on. Yeah. But he is like full goof troop oh, in this is. episode. Yeah. So he like comes in and he's like, oh, let me see your room. And she like directs him to the window. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, look out the window. And he's yeah. all confused looking out the window. So she she runs to her room to go straighten up before he can see it. She grabs the phone while she's throwing clothes and pillows on top of david to hide yeah him being there and she calls a locksmith to come and get david out um so after he is fully covered in what just looks like a pile of clothes she lets lets her dad in so he can look around and she's like oh that's a mess sorry and they go out to dinner and she like runs back in and she's like the locksmith will be here in 30 minutes yeah. He's like, but who's going to let the locksmith in? <laughs> <laughs> and David's left handcuffed to Claire's bed. Surely just leave the door unlocked. Probably, yeah. Donna and Griffin are at a very fancy restaurant mm-hmm. on Catalina Island. Donna tries to order ice cream for dessert, but no. Griffin says that she needs tiramisu. Mm. Just let her have ice cream. Yeah. That's what she wants. Let her have That's it. That's what she wants. Griffin now breaks the news that they are going to be spending the night in a mm-hmm. hotel. Mm-hmm. They are not going home. And Donna is very upset. Let me ask you this. About this. Do you feel that she was too mad too soon? I do not. You don't? Okay. 
Because I feel like she was very upfront with Griffin that that was not going to happen right. and they didn't talk about it. He just decided that he was going to whisk her away and they were yeah. going to have this night well, together. That Yeah. I think so. I think the character assassination point you made is a good one because I feel like the Griffin that we've seen in all these episodes, if that Griffin had done this, because pretty quickly on, he's like, well, we don't, you know, we'll just sever beds or whatever he says, you know, like, oh, I won't touch you. We'll just like have our own thing and then just have a nice night. But you're right. He's just being such a like a macho guy. I just felt like mm -hmm. given the context of their relationship up to this point, the anger that she gets so quickly I thought was a little too much, but you know, I guess if you're mm. only watching this episode, then it's justifiable. Yeah. She says a perfect gentleman wouldn't have put me in this position. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, uh, she's unhappy about that. Mm -hmm. At the Walsh house, Brandon is talking to Val and says, you know, if you're going to be with Dylan, please just cut Steve loose. Yeah because he's my friend and you're going to hurt him. Mm -hmm. And this is another scene where I'm like, but why, why is Valerie still? I don't know. So attached to Steve. I don't know. She doesn't like him. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I sort of feel like maybe what they haven't done a good job of is exploring. Cause I mean, we can get into this a little bit in the later scene, but I think maybe we're supposed to think that there's a side of her that does kind of want, you know, like a storybook, like mom and dad and brother and the girl next door kind of thing. And like a Steve boyfriend fits into that. I think in this episode, we're sort of led eventually to believe that she does kind of have an interest in that, but that really hasn't been at the very end. Right. Yeah. But that hasn't really been investigated before, but I think that's the only reason that makes sense that she wants, because she knows Dylan's not going to be her boyfriend, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, motivations are unclear. Yeah, but Brandon is like, you aren't the first girl I've shared a bathroom with who thought they could fix yeah. Dylan. Yeah, and he just I always he wants remember her that line. Be... I don't know why that's a good really line stuck in my head. Yeah, <laughs> he wants her to be careful. A lot of Brenda talk in this episode, which I appreciated. Yeah, back at Kelly Donna Claire's, we get a quick little scene where David hears someone enter and thinks it's Claire, but then Donna opens the door, and uh, you know thinks his situation is very funny two really strong scenes back to back i really we haven't had like a light donna david moment in quite a while so i liked this mm -hmm. yeah uh okay so back at the photo shoot doreen is working on aaron's hair and talking to kelly about how oh how beautiful she is and she should still be modeling but jackie couldn't stand sharing the spotlight mm -hmm. kind of thing it's, it's getting really late and the director or the photographer, whoever comes up and says they're going to have to bump them to an even later time because someone else needs to go first. Has to Kelly. Yeah. Kelly is like, uh, she's like six. Yeah. So she needs to go to bed. So we need to get her home. Right. And the director's like, well, okay, well, we'll fit you in tomorrow then. And Jackie is very upset She's not that it. Kelly yeah. did that. She's like, Aaron's and... not complaining. You're complaining. You're the problem. Mm -hmm. And then Kelly starts being mad at her because she wasn't asked to be in the photo shoot. Mm -hmm. Jackie did not even tell her about it. She yeah. just put Aaron in it and didn't even ask Kelly. Right. To be in it with her. 
Back at Kelly Donna Claire's, this is a cute little scene with Donna and David where they're both laying on the bed. David's still handcuffed. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of just like, oh, our lives. Am yep. I right? <laughs> that would be hard to have your hands like that for so long. You know? Yeah. Just be uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, it would. I mean, you would get, you'd definitely get sore. Yeah. For sure. Um, David tells her that Ray came over and that uh, he seemed pretty mad upset after claire talked to him and then donna goes and looks outside and the giant pumpkin has been smashed to bits yeah wouldn't she have seen that no because no because they're on the second floor and he threw it off the balcony so when she sees the pumpkin it's on the it's on the patio beneath them oh i didn't realize they were on the second floor yeah okay okay well, yeah, he smashed the pumpkin. So Donna Yeesh. says, oh, I have to go find him. Which is a crazy <laughs> reaction. I think, yeah. like, if, if, I don't know, they don't really know each other that well, and this is a pretty aggressive move. I think I would have been like, yowzer, no thank you. Because they didn't even have <laughs> Dodged a plans. bullet on that one. He was the yeah. one who kind of reneged on their plans and left it like, maybe I'll call you, you know? Mm-hmm, Yeah. So so she leaves David there again with no one to answer the door. Yeah, who's going to open locksmith. the door when the locksmith comes? Very funny. I liked it. <laughs> Valerie goes to see Dylan, and Dylan accuses her of telling Jim that he is broke and says that she just did it because she was mad about the other night when she walked in on him and another girl. And they have this big fight and Brenda comes up. Valerie's like, I'm not Brenda. Like, I'll never be Brenda. Mm -hmm. And he accuses her of just wanting, you know, she's got this instant family. She moves in and she's got the brother and the parents and the house and everything. Well, he says it. And he says it so outright. He's like, no, you're not Brenda. You're just wish you were. You're just pretending to be Brenda. You got Brenda's parents and Brenda's room and Brenda's brother, which again i think it's kind of a cool thing for them to do because like they're acknowledging what everybody is thinking like she's the brenda replacement but they keep saying it so it's like yeah you know i just think it's a clever story and and her response is you know what's wrong with that and she's crying and then they are hugging and And this is where we finally see like she does kind of want this nice family that she doesn't have anymore Um, because you have the shot where they hug and you can't you only see you see his face and you see her from the back and it pivots around so you see her face and i guess i thought we were going to get kind of a vamp like (laughs) he bought it but no she just is serious i i don't know i guess she's just being vulnerable here i was really confused by it yeah i think you can kind of put put it together like i think you can sort of explain why but the groundwork hasn't been laid for that yeah I, I want to point out here that I was as I was watching this, Eric, my husband, oh, Eric, I know him, walked yeah. by <laughs> and he was like, who is that? And I was like, that's Valerie, because he doesn't watch the show. He only listens to the podcast. Yeah. And he does not think that she is good looking at all. And I was like, well, that's a little crazy hmm. because she's she's obviously extremely pretty. Right. And he was like, no, she is not. So I don't know. I thought that was funny. Huh. Okay disagree i i think he he thinks that shannon doherty is like a lot prettier than hmm. she is and i don't i don't know well they're very different types that. they're very different types. yeah mm-hmm. that's hmm. true all right back at the walsh house kelly shows up with her bag to yeah. stay over kelly's down to clown and but cindy's the one who answers 
Cindy answers the door and it's like an awkward moment where Kelly's like, uh, I didn't think you'd be. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But they go into the kitchen to eat some ice cream and talk about Kelly's mom issues. And Cindy kind of takes Jackie's side. She's like, I really don't think she would hurt Aaron. Like she's been through a lot and stayed sober these past couple years. Like, I think you should give her give her a chance well, yeah here. she says like if somebody asked me to do like a fabulous at 40 like photo shoot i would jump at the chance i'd be honored and then we get a nice callback to the uh the, i think it's a season one episode where we first meet uh this version of jackie anyway with yeah. uh, her doing like cocaine in the bathroom at a mother-daughter fashion show a lot of callbacks to that episode which i appreciated yeah at the pumpkin patch donna is there to find way and he finds her with a flashlight. Yeah. There's no one there. He just like comes out with a flashlight yeah, looking just, for her and finds her. Grounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Donna is just, she doesn't have a good excuse. She's full of excuses. She's yeah. like, oh, he wouldn't take no for an answer. He made me go. Yeah. It was awful though. And I hated it. And apologizes. Yeah. You know for what she did and he apologizes for smashing the pumpkins yeah but he says like you know it's only because i care about you maybe too much which is like right out of the abuser handbook i'm i'm waving a red flag yeah exactly exactly can't yeah can't see it everything he's done like every time things don't go exactly his way he flies off the handle and she's just like i'm sorry yeah Not, not good but he says that he would never pressure her into anything, mm-hmm. which is what Griffin was trying to do. So I would argue that smashing her pumpkins and like leading a trail of pumpkin seeds to him is maybe pressuring her to do things. But, you know. <laughs> maybe, maybe at Jackie's house, Kelly goes to see Jackie. Major boom mic. In this I wrote scene. that down when Kelly sits down on the couch. It's like a boobity boobity boobity. <laughs> And Kelly apologizes to Jackie, said that she's been too hard on her and that she knows that she is stronger than she was when, you know, the last time she was modeling and that she got so upset because, you know, Jackie didn't even ask her to be in it. Right. And Jackie says that she didn't ask her because she thought that if the three of them are in the ad together, that it would make her look like a grandma and yeah. make it look like Aaron was Kelly's. That is and 100% she, accurate. Yes. A hundred percent. And she didn't want to look like a grandma. So, right. And Kelly says, well, I thought you didn't ask me cause you didn't think I was pretty enough, but that wasn't the case. So nice little all is forgiven moment for these two. Steve and David, we get a quick little scene the next day where they're driving in Steve's car. And Steve is tickled pink by this story of David being handcuffed to Claire's bed. And David is like, I could have died. Like I, my wrists are still sore. He is not amused at all by the situation. And Steve just thinks it's hilarious. Last scene is at Dylan's house. Steve and David arrive and they have the plans for the new peach pit after dark. They come in the kitchen and the way they're standing, David can see out onto into the backyard and sees Valerie sitting on a chair Mm -hmm. and he doesn't say anything like Valerie makes a motion so he won't say anything. 
But poor Steve, he walks around the other side of the table to spread out these plans, and he sees Valerie in the backyard. She didn't hide. She definitely no. could have jumped into a I know. bush. Or I thought something. it was pretty solid of David not to tell, right in that moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So she runs in. And she's like, "It's not what you think, Steve." And he, you know, rolls up his plans. Yeah. And but before he leaves, he turns around and he punches Dylan straight in the face. Yes, he's got. He's like, "I got another thing to give you, McKay." Wa bam. Yep. And so, it cut to black. That that was the end. Yeah. It's. I feel like it was deserved. I think oh, yeah. That, I think that Dylan earned that punch, definitely. Because yep. he knew. I mean, he knew what was yeah. going on. And he still mm-hmm. went along with it. Yeah. You know, he had that whole thing to Valerie about, like, hey, be nice to my friend, Steve. Yep. But, you know, it takes two to tango. That's so. right. That is right. Yep. Kendra, uh, what did you think of the episode? Uh, it was good. It had some of the more dramatic stuff with mm-hmm. Dylan, but it also had the goofy... David being yes. handcuffed to the bed kind yeah. of stuff. So yeah. yeah, I thought I thought it was a good mix of things. What? Probably it... not a good sign that Andrea wasn't missed. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Episode. I I kind of didn't notice it either. Like I was looking at the cast. I really didn't it. I until like, oh, you just said it. Okay. Hold what on. What about I'm... you? I mean, I got to give it to the punch, right? I mean, how do you how do you avoid uh, yeah, that? Yeah, definitely I mean, definitely the punch. It's it's the only way to go, I feel like. It was so. great. It was kind of satisfying. I yeah. mean, I love Dylan, but it was satisfying. It was. It was satisfying. So. If, I mean, Steve has been kind of made to look like a fool by these two for a long time. And he's just like in Dylan's house and punches him in the face in front of everybody. So, yep. you know, a uh, pretty big moment there. All right. Well, Kendra, uh, until next time, you can catch me every other week over on This Andorian Life, a Star Wars Ewoks podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. What about you, Kendra? Where are you at? I am Miss Newsbox 91 online. I have a website, MissNewsbox.com, and a Etsy page, Miss Newsbox Crafts. And I am also the co host of the podcast, 90s Music Got Me Life, where each week we check out a different 90s song. Okay. Most recently, we talked about Fly by Sugar Ray. Okay. And can you give us so. a little hint? How Do you like it? Is it a thumbs up, thumbs down for you? It's a medium. A medium. It's a, in the middle okay. for me. Yeah. All right. And you can find more details over at 90s Music Got Me Like. All right. Uh, you can join us next time as we continue our 90210 discussion with Season 5, Episode 8, Things That Go Bang in the Night. Ooh. 902, and here we go. 902. <laughs> 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 <laughs>